0: Comedy LOL Podcast Network
1: All right, I'm going to hit record here and I'm going to hit record here. Okay, I am good.
0: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, and I'm going to start with a short quote today. Three things cannot be long hidden the sun, the moon, and the truth. And that was said by Siddhartha Gautama, aka the Buddha
1: love this because i feel like the sun and the moon are such physical constants and we don't normally think of the truth as being a constant or something that's even physical or tangible and it's like one of those you can't run away from it it somehow always finds its way out
0: yeah and same thing with the truth it always comes out in the end
1: it's kind of concerning for for those of us that lie (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah, it's rough. That's that's the hidden fear behind all the lying is that you're one day going to get caught and that's what perpetuates the lying, spins the web.
1: Oh, and just looking at this real quick like the picture that you sent me, um you see the sun kind of hovering over the water, but it's almost like the sun and the moon are acting as like uh as ways of like illuminating the truth, to shine light on it and bring it out into the open.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's what um It's been known as shining light and casting light on the truth.
1: Oh, so I didn't just make that up. Okay. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, What are we talking about today? Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the Three of Cups. So we're continuing on in our Summer of Love, Summer of Cups series. And then we're going to talk about the Empress card. And this one was really hard for me to, to think about and honestly to write notes about.
0: The Empress card?
1: Yes. I was yeah, I mean you gotta we'll dig talk a about,
0: little deeper in this one. This one, the symbolism is a little more subtle.
1: Honestly, not even the symbolism, just kind of like the basic meaning of it. You know, we've kind of had these conversations. We'll get there, we'll get there. We'll talk about what my problem is with this card um a little bit. Not that it's a problem. Maybe it's just the stage I am in my life that it's a problem. Um Okay, so let's start off by uh, just kind of reviewing what we were talking about last week in terms of cups. It's going to be our suit that we're associating with the summer. We're associating it with love and emotions. Um, I feel like most of the cards, with the exception of the magician, so the high priestess, the empress, they definitely have to deal with like emotional things. Um, and obviously both are like feminine qualities. I don't like having that association of like emotional things being feminine. Um, but I mean, we'll see as we go through this if there's going to be that association with any of the masculine cards.
0: Yeah, that's a, a great little precursor. And I'd also like to add, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the Terrible Podcast. This is a podcast where two friends, Ashley and myself, my name is Brandon, we break down the minor arcana of the tarot and we compare it to the seasons. And we're in the summer right now. We're coming to the summer season, so we're doing cups. It's the summer of love. It's 50 years after 1969. That's where we are. And then we also all uh, correspond a card from the major arcana and talk about that after and talk about the relevance and how it relates.
1: And then what I really like that we've been doing is we've kind of been ending on like the numerology of the cards. So obviously the three of cups, the number is three, the empress number card is three. Um, So we'll talk a little bit about that at the end. Um, as honestly, as I was like looking into it, three definitely does not mean what I thought it meant. So, um, like, wow, am I a three? Um, okay. So let's look at the three of cups card. So I'm looking at my Rider weight tarot deck card here and it's three, I said feminine or female figures. Um, they're kind of like in a circle or I guess a triangle, I'm going to go threes And they have a cup in one hand and it's reaching up towards the sky and they kind of look like they're cheersing each other but they look like they've missed. Um, And you don't see the face of one of the figures. You see the face of the two other ones. The uh, sky behind them is totally blue and they're standing on a ground that looks like it has tons of fruits on it. Uh, An assortment of different types of fruits. you have anything to add to that?
0: Uh, No, you just about nailed it. Definitely. Okay,
1: cool. So if you don't know what the card looks like, you can always Google it. Um, the three of cups, just to see exactly what we're talking about here. Or go so, to our
0: Instagram at terrible two t a r o t b u l l the number two, and we're gonna we post all oh the gosh. pictures.
1: You're so much better always calling back. that. I'm always like, just Google it. Literally, that's what I tell everybody. Um, about everything. So, cause, um,
0: well, I, see, I I I'm lazy, so I understand how lazy people are. So just in case there's <laughs> other lazy people listening, then they could just listen, or they could. In this episode, notes of this episode, you can click and go right there. That's the easiest way.
1: Um, okay. So I want to kind of start off talking about, honestly, the colors um, of the three women. So I just made an observation that it looked like, at least on my card, that they're wearing the primary colors. Just thought how interesting that was.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I, I when I saw the colors... I immediately the red stands out to you, but I was looking to the right to the yellow, but I I realized that it wasn't really yellow; it's more of a gold. So, and then as I look at the red, I notice that it's not really a true red; it looks more like it has yellow in it, like fire. And then the white uh, of the the person on the left, the lady on the left, it looks more like a gray. And so these colors are have major significance in. Uh, well, you know, it's called alchemy. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's kind of like transformation of lead into gold. But when it's looked at esoterically, it has to do with transforming, um, I guess, one's soul into like an enlightened one. And it starts off with the gray, which is the impurity. And then it goes through the red or that fire. And then after the fire burns out, all the impurities impuri- you are left with the gold. So they're in this cycle and they're symbolizing and they're dancing around in a circle and it symbolizes... That's what I got out of the colors that symbolizes alchemy.
1: Wow. I literally just made like the most generic observation. <laughs> I'm like, primary colors. Can you tell I teach like preschool children? <laughs> uh, I love that. I definitely think that ties in way better than what I was going with here with, with the primary colors. Um, all right. Did you make any observations about the faces of the figures or what they looked like? Um, besides what they're wearing?
0: Not really. I just noticed that they were looking... It looks like they're all looking at their cups. So they're not really looking at each other. Or they may be looking at each other's cups, but they're not making eye contact with each other. To me, that's how it looks.
1: Maybe it's just because you're not, um, like, a woman. But I'm looking at this card, and I'm like... They look really young. And they look like they're, like, celebrating and having a party. And the reason I'm bringing up the their age is because I feel like there's a youthful kind of celebration happening here. Um, And this is going to tie back into the, the Empress talk about later. Like it's a celebration of something that's of like a woman coming into her own, which I literally just said that I rolled my eyes, but um, that's (laughs) kind of what it felt like looking at it. So like they're not, I wouldn't classify them as like old crones or honestly, even like middle-aged, like these young women, like 20 somethings.
0: Yeah, and then also, I noticed for the symbolism with the women, you can also look at that as just the feminine energy, which is the creative energy. If you think of feminine, what it's supposed to represent, the female is the one who gives birth. So it's creative, literally creative, but it could also be something that creates art, and they can be dancing in this pattern, like I was saying with the alchemy, to create something
1: it, I think with, it's with really the fem- good
0: feminine energy.
1: To, to point out that it seems like they're also very fruitful. Thing, as though there's this assortment of fruits and even one of the women's women is carrying the fruit in her hands so that's just going back to that i, I feel like using the word fertile feels weird but that's what i want to say or like, like a how fertility. about abundance or a bounty yes exactly or booty
0: but yeah like a celebration <laughs> of a bounty in the it's like a a harvest time
1: yeah, uh, but see, when I think of a harvest, I think of, like, fall. I think of, like, the end of that summer season. This looks like fruit at its, at its peak, you know? Yeah, like the, yeah, like the summer, yeah. The summer, yeah. Yeah, um, and when I think of, like, fall, I normally think of, like, a woman kind of declining in years before she gets to that stage where she's, like, almost yeah. dead. no, this is, um, like,
0: ripe fruit, right All you know, fresh.
1: Yeah, that early summer. Strawberries. summer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I also made an, an observation about the the sky in the background. I always love looking to see what the sky looks like, and I said that the clear blue sky is like a clarity there, and it's also adding then to that, like, celebration. It's not cl- muddled or cloudy with anything. It's kind of this pureness, this naive celebration. Very good. All right, so... I feel like we've kind of gone through most of the things here. The only thing we didn't really talk about was the cups, and the only observation I want to make about the cups is similar to the two of cups that we talked about last week. These cups are like so big.
0: Yes, yeah, they're very uh, oversized, and I like. I I think we said this last week, where I just feel how this represents an abundance.
1: Um. So, if this card came up right in a, in a general reading, how how do you think you would interpret this?
0: Generally, I'd say that um, this could be a card to let you know that you have to appreciate, you know, basically to take a step back and look at the big picture, smell the roses, celebrate the small victories. These women are definitely, it looks like they have, like you said, they're young and they have this bounty, so maybe it's a summer bounty and they're or they're having a good time. They're celebrating the good times because they know it's summer, it's not going to last
1: I, um, I feel like that's that. And I don't want to like stereotype you. That's like, what a guy thing to say. I'm like looking at this. And I'm like, wow, they're like partying. They're like popular. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um,
0: I, they're like partying.
1: <laughs> they have like friends. Um, wow. One of them is outsider. Um, <laughs> so, um, I said that in a general reading, I would say that this would be some kind of celebration or harmony of some sort. Again, we're going to talk about the number three a little bit later. Um, But definitely has to do with being youthful um, and like coming together, having a common interest or a common goal. I also said, and this is part of my issue with this week's cards is I just feel like it was literally, and this just might be my own perspective, hitting me over the head with the idea of like social norms for females like celebrating getting married or celebrating having a baby. Like, ew.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely representative of that.
1: And for me, you know, well, we'll get into that with the next card. But um, okay, so Ooh. let's say that this came up in a career reading. You'd be like, party! No, really, what would you say?
0: Uh, if this was a career, I would say... Similar to what I said in the general reading that you could celebrate a small milestone in your career or a small win in your career, but also this could be showing a possible future for you. So this could be a success and say if you're just in a job and you're just working to pay bills, but you want to take it to the next level where you find something where it's actually you think that you're born to do and it's your path. This could, be, this could show the success that you can have if you take all these three energies that I talked about before or all the three colors that these represent and you use that cycle and you stay true to that, then you can have it.
1: I love that. I really honestly, I feel like that's one of the things that most people miss out when they're talking about their job is they consider it to be work and they don't find that enjoyment there. Um, and so I love the idea of it being a success or honestly, just like an enjoyment every day, a celebration of like, I have this job that I love. Um, I said that, you know, as I talked about, um, last week that I'm trying to tie cards into specific, um, careers or, um, like career paths. So for me, obviously I feel like this, just looking at it and just literally without even interpreting it saying like, what do I think that this career path would be, I'd say like party planning. Or event planning um, or like hospitality kind of creating a celebration space for people.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe the wedding industry, you know, parties. Yeah,
1: maybe this could be your card. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, But I said that I also think um, that if this came up in a – career card it would or career reading there would also be a sense of maybe there being a need to look to others to help guide you like look for mentorship to be able to guide you to the right kind of path
0: and where did you what um where did you get that from that's what i'm trying to say
1: um, I just look, you know, when I'm, I am when I kind of see more than two people together, I'm always just thinking of an idea. You know, I feel like I'm one of those people that would ask other people for advice a lot of times. Um, and sometimes I think that there's this idea of when you're going into a corporate world, it's like a dog eat dog world. And it's like, well, maybe you can use the other people that you're around to support you and kind of help guide you as opposed to like being against them.
0: Oh, All right. Yeah, because I, I wasn't. I didn't see that originally in the card, but now that you said that, I like that interpretation. I just couldn't enunciate what I was trying to say.
1: (laughs) Okay, so let's say this came up in a relationship reading. What do you think?
0: I'm thinking that depending on where people are, so say if somebody already is in a relationship, I could say this could be letting you know that you should combine like I said before, the separate energies to create something, but this creation could be something physical. Like it could be a baby. It could be the next step in your relationship. It could be buying a house. It could be starting a podcast Mm -hmm. because it doesn't have to just be romantic. It could be relationship or friendship. It could be starting a new business and celebrating those small little victories, but not going crazy, you know, not being in excess. But when you have these bounties, you need to celebrate them. Because you have to, like I said, you have to enjoy life.
1: Yeah. Um, I also agree. I said it was like moving on to a next level of your relationship. um, And kind of celebrating that. And kind of getting swept up into that. But it also being happy at the spot that you're in. And wanting to celebrate it. Um, I think that there's a lot of times a celebration in starting a new relationship. So it could be that. Um, But that kind of goes into what I want to talk about next. Which is... And again, we haven't normally talked a lot about the reversal of the cards, but I did want to talk about it with this one because I feel like for me, the flip of the card or turning it upside down for the three of cups just was so strong that I did want to kind of just talk about it. Um, so uh, if this did come up in a reading and it was reversed or upside down, I would say that it's almost like the literally the exact opposite of everything we have talked about. And there's like a loneliness there. And it's like feeling very insecure. And since this this card looks so much like a celebration, but it almost looks like an overindulgence, I also wrote down addiction.
0: I could also see in a reversed meaning of this card, it means shallowness and emptiness. So these people, instead of getting together in a spirit of celebration and camaraderie, Maybe they're being fake about something or maybe they're using this energy in an evil way. Maybe they're using it to fuck people over or to, you know, kill puppies or whatever it is. So. And
1: they're... going back to what I said about career, I also put that that's, this could also be if it was reversed like jealousy as opposed to coming together and supporting each other. It could be like um, inability yeah. to do that because you feel really insecure and jealous.
0: Yeah. Or just coming at it not, you know, just not in a holistic or just in a fake way, not an authentic way.
1: And if I'm going to get, if I'm going to go down this potentially sexist route here, but I will, um, I really appreciate that the three of cups, the card itself is like three women celebrating each other. Because regardless of what I was saying about in a career kind of corporate setting, I think that happens across the board, men and women not supporting each other. But I think that there's this this idea that a lot of times women don't do that um and they have to pick each other apart so i really like that when i when i first looked at the card i was like oh look
0: yeah it's nice it's three that
1: three women like hanging out and celebrating having fun
0: yeah that's great and it also the way they're holding the cups they're all equal but their cups are in different levels so it looks it looks like they're the strong base and then their cup is like the pyramid so they're building something together and they're all that strong base with that camaraderie
1: I really like this one. Hashtag I'm like really, girl power. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag power three. Um, okay. Let's move on to the Empress card. So um, this is the major arcana card that we're talking about today. It's the, on the top, it has the number three on it. I'm just going to describe what it looks like, but you can always look on our <laughs> Instagram or Google it and just look up the Empress but honestly, I normally, like, write down what I think I'm going to say when I'm describing what the card looks like. But I, like, wrote down, like, so much to look at. Um, the background is yellow. You have this female figure that's wearing this white-ish robe with, it looks like some kind of fruit or something on it. She's holding up a staff in her right hand. And she's on a, I don't even want to call it a throne. It's almost like she's lounging on these pillows um, or, like, a chaise and... She has her feet on the ground, but it looks like there's, like, wheat on the ground. And in the background, there's all of these trees and a river. There's just a whole lot of stuff going on in this card.
0: Yep. And then she's wearing this cloak that looks like it has maybe uh, pomegranates or some kind of fruit. It's like a white, white whitish-gray cloak with all these red fruits.
1: And she's got this really awesome crown of stars.
0: Yeah, 12 stars. Or at least it
1: looks like stars on mine. Um, I think what I did want to point out is, I told you this yesterday, um, that I had a co-worker looking through my tarot deck and I asked him to pick out the card that he thought, I thought, embodied me. And this was the card that he picked out. And then as I was going through what the card means, I was like, ah, no! <laughs> Never mind. This is not me. Um, <laughs> okay, so... We've described what it looks like. What are your initial thoughts on the card? Besides, there's a lot going on in terms of stuff to look at.
0: Initially, when Init- I look at it, it just reminds me of somebody who is very confident in their power. She's sitting down. She's lounging. She has that staff of power, but she's holding it up high. But it's not any you know. It's not like a struggle. Her elbow's even resting, so she's really secure in her power.
1: Yeah. And I said that she's not, you're right. She's not like intimidated because you can tell she's like lounging on these pillows. She's just like, relaxed. Like I'm good. I have control here.
0: Yeah, exactly. It reminds me a lot of, there was this series that was about like uh Genghis Khan or Kublai Khan. And it showed Kublai Khan or Kublai Khan kind of hanging out in his throne. And he was just lounging back, sitting back, talking to people. And they had to like bow down and stand and scrape and he could just chill. Sort of. It, and it's that real confidence in your power.
1: Yeah, I I think that um if just initial looking at this card I'm like okay yeah I can get behind it uh, it seems very busy for me I what I love about the difference in the stance between this and the high priestess which we talked about uh, last week is that she had such a powerful powerful like stance and like sitting on her throne and this one just looks way more relaxed it's yeah. like a little bit more sensual mm-hmm or you didn't get any of that sensuality at all in the high priestess.
0: Yeah, she was very stern.
1: Um so okay, let's look at this and try and dissect what we're looking at here. Um the first thing I'm going to draw attention to is well honestly the first thing I want to draw attention to is the pillow that's underneath here that's like a heart that has the female symbol in it. For me it was like can you're like beating me over the head with this idea here. Um, I was like, obviously, it's feminine. It has to do with love. It's going into my interpretation of it, which had to do with, like, feminine power and the role of a woman, I guess. I roll. Um, What are your thoughts?
0: It's, um, well, the heart immediately reminds me of cups, which is great because we're talking about cups. And the feminine symbol is also the symbol of venus and so it's the cross with the circle on top so there's just so much going on there we talked about the cross last week and how it meant basically self-mastery and then the circle represents self-knowledge and also the knowledge and gaining the knowledge so and it's contained with inside a cup so there's just so much going on there it's it's crazy
1: and did you have any thoughts about like the actual like lounge or chair or whatever she's sitting in
0: yeah actually i was thinking about the three pillows that were propping her up because it also relates back to the three of cups because there's three women who are dancing and they're holding up these cups and it's what they're creating Mm -hmm. that's what they're holding up so it seems that she's resting on this power of three it's the same kind of theme that's going on there's three different pillars like a pyramid or like a triangle that she's resting on
1: Oh I love that. That I did literally was like I counted the pillows and I was like, mm-hmm, Yeah. And I didn't even <laughs> make the, the three of cups. Um, okay. What about the like staff or wand or whatever it is that she's holding on into her hand?
0: This is another symbol that's similar to it, it it's often associated with rulers because it has the circle and it has the stick. So the circle is the orb and uh it's it's sim- it uh it's supposed to represent feminine and masculine it's like really ancient the circles the mass feminine i'm sorry and the stick is the masculine really ancient symbols so it represents the mastery of both of those powers but in an outward way so it's different because we were talking about the high priestess yesterday i'm sorry last week and i kept harping on how you know it's all about self-mastery inwardness and inwardness got to get it correct on the inward so this card is different it represents the outward expression of that feminine creative energy so that's what she's representing when she holds it up she's representing that she has that mastery of that and she knows how to apply that creative feminine energy
1: i know what a different card it would be if if she wasn't holding it up if it was like resting in her lap Mm -hmm. or honestly if she was holding it down like when we talked about the um the devil card
0: Yeah, no, she has it out there, and she's letting you know she knows how to use it, not afraid to use it. Let's get this done. Let's create. She's like Merlin.
1: All right, so let's look at her crown. Um, It looks like it's like a crown of stars. I'd love to wear it. What were your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, So I looked into my trusty book on symbols for this with the crown, and the crown says that it represents halos. So you see halos in an angel or like in Jesus, which is also another reference to the Trinity, which is a callback to three. So, Mm -hmm. and then, um, it also represents unity with God. And when we're talking the word God here, we don't mean exactly the God as Christians or whoever religion we're talking about nature, God, or natural law, the law of the land. Like as we were talking about the Torah last week in last week's episode, when the high priestess is holding the Torah, she's holding that law same thing the same kind of um concept here so and then also the fact that it's 12 relates back to jesus and the 13 apostles so you have the 12 apostles plus jesus it also could represent the 12 stars plus her would be 13 it could be the 13 houses of the zodiac
1: wow i'm sorry i'm just like looking at it really close um I love that. Um, let's look at the trees in the background. There's like trees. It looks like a couple different types of trees. Um, and then there's like a stream going through it that comes down to her feet. Um, what did you think?
0: Well, that's another. So I was doing some research with this in the the stream. And what that represents is similar to how we were talking about with the high priestess in last week's episode where she was a portal. She was in between those two columns Mm-hmm. The stream or river, the river banks can actually represent that portal also. Each bank is a sort of a pillar. And the reason why this card has less water is so, last card represents all the flooding, all the water coming down. Because before that, you had these masculine cards. You had the Fool and you had the Magician. Very earthly, not a lot of water. So then the, the High Priestess comes in. It's like a big flood, like a deluge. So think about before that, it's kind of like a drought season. And then you have like the Nile, the River Nile floods the basin, and then it recedes. And now you have all this bounty because of all the life of the water. And this is what she represents. And that bounty is that outward expression, like I was saying before, that creative outwardness. It's the same type of flavor.
1: Oh, how interesting. I feel like the card that we talked about last week, the main color in that one for me was like blue. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one definitely looks color-wise in terms of the color that grabs my eye. Very similar to the Magician
0: yeah a lot of yellows
1: Mm-hmm. exactly all right did you have any comments about the bottom of the card um the empress card where it looks like this is i'm gonna guess wheat
0: i think that goes back to what i was saying about the bounty so this represents mm-hmm. a time of overabundance the you know the, the wheat is in there's a lot of food there's not scarcity so that's what that is representing the wheat especially in ancient times they always talked about wheat yes yeah Not like, I I don't know if that's gluten-free wheat, you know, like you've got to update these cards. Are these, is this deck, is this tarot deck uh, gluten-free over (laughs) here? I don't know. This is terrible.
1: All right. So let's say you pull this card in a general reading. What would you say?
0: Well, that's actually a great question. And I'm going to go to my notes. Okay, here. So I would say, nope, that's the wrong one. Let's see.
1: All right, I'll go. I'll no, go and say Yeah,
0: you things, go and right? then I'll, okay. Then yeah,
1: I'll... I'm going to say that I if this came up, I said, um, kind of similar to what I said for the high priestess is that you can attract what you need if you act on it. Um, if you act on those plans and you kind of put it out there, there's a certain abundance available in the moment, you know? So sometimes I think there's a lot of questions of like, should I put this off? Should I put this off? Is it the right time? But if this card came up, I would say like, it is the right time. If you put it out there, there's going to be this abundance of opportunity and possibility for you, um, to come and kind of see through whatever a decision is you're making or whatever, um, want it is that you're trying to manifest.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I would say that if this came up in a general reading, what I would tell people is kind of how I look at this card. I me- I was talking about last week how I look at the High Priestess as a mirror. I would also say but a mirror is an inward reflection in that work. But I can look at this card as an expression of uh, or as a representation of my outward expression especially in the area of art or creativity. And I could see where am I, if she's this portal and I want to, <laughs> that's like a crazy analogy, but if I want to, if I want to get into that forest back there where it's all nice, lush and green through the, um, uh, through the river, like, what do I have to, what do I have to do to, where am I in this, on this path? You know, am I back here, am I thinking about it? Am I over there doing it? What's going on? So that's kind of the same way. I look at this card.
1: I also wrote down like new life. And so that could not necessarily mean like in terms of physical life, like a am like a baby, but it could be like a project, a job, a business. And honestly, just tying into what you said about the high priestess card of like once those waters recede, then there's that a that bounty and that like and it's very plentiful. So kind of like I said before about acting on it, there's this abundance if you kind of manifest it for this new venture or life when I say it like that, I'm like, yeah, this is really positive. Um, Okay, let's go into, let's do career this time first. So, if this came up in a career-focused reading, what would you say?
0: I would say if this came up in a career that similar to what we were saying about the receding waters, that this could be a time in your career when everything is going really well, but you don't want to just go out and you know say if you got a, a raise or whatever if you're making extra money or whatever you're doing is it's producing extra income you don't want to go out there and just spend it all and just ruin the spoils you know what do people do who are prepared they would take this stuff and take what they need for now and then put the rest away later save it or maybe trade it for what they need so this could be kind of a warning a little bit in a sense
1: mhm
0: to you know enjoy the good time but also plan ahead for when It's like a cycle. It comes around, so you have to plan ahead for when it's going to not be this way. I was
1: just listening to the soundtrack to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And it (laughs) reminds me of the dream the Pharaoh had where they said that they're going to have seven years of, like, great harvest. And Mm -hmm. then it's going to be seven years of famine. So they had to plan ahead for the seven years of the great harvest to see them through the seven years of famine.
0: Yeah, that's a great... (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking about, just stuff like that, stories like that, exactly.
1: Thank you, Andrew Lloyd Webber. All right. Um, For me, for a career reading, I said that, again, just going back to tying it into specific career paths, I said that this could be um, the beauty or fashion industry. I mean, she's super fashionable, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, with that crown and that cloak. Um, But I also said, which is something I so aspire to, working from home. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah because
0: she's just lounging it looks like she's in her pajamas
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that people that work from home looks like that. you
0: podcasting right now actually <laughs> is this you on the card that's your microphone you're holding up above your head
1: I'm not wearing the crown though so um but I also wrote down homemaker and this is going to go into what I'll talk about later because I'm going to go on a, a little tirade later about this but um okay right. I said homemaker just yes yeah, just talking about you know or being a woman, but... Okay, let's move on to love the love or relationship aspect. If this came up in that type of reading, what would you say?
0: I would say that this represents... It's the ultimate expression of love because love takes two. You know, I mean, you have to love yourself first. And then after you love yourself, that's what we talked about last week, then you could love another. So then you become two. And then from two, you get three because two people come together and create a third person. So this is that outward expression of that. But you can Sometimes also... They- Not always, but what I'm saying is, okay, so when a person is created, it was formed from two people coming together. So we could look at it backwards, right? So this represents that in the same energy way, though. So it could represent coming together of two ideas that you have. It could be the left brain, right brain idea of getting the the left brain, right brain in sync. Or those ideas or energies in sync with your partner to create whatever it is you want to create. If you want to build a home or if you want to have a child or a dog... Her business.
1: Oh my gosh, Brandon, I think that's the closest I'm ever gonna get you to say to finding a, a soulmate or a company or yeah, or partner.
0: Or a soulmate. <laughs> you, own it, you said it. <laughs> <There's>
1: I hope <laughs> There is. Maybe I'm slowly getting to you. Um, I said that this card would be, um, if it came up in your inner relationship, it would be like a long-lasting love or like a loyalty. Um, it obviously would be, yes, perhaps uh, this person could be the person that you would want to start a family with. I, I did literally write down the happily ever after card. Yes, So you asked me about that last last week, week, and this is the one. I said, if you're single, this is like, hey, keep your eyes out because chances are you're going to meet the one, quote-unquote, and you'll get your happily ever after. Because this seems like – and we have to think about when this was created, right? So when this card was originally illustrated, when this deck was created, there was that kind of notion of that being like the pinnacle for a woman of her life
0: what's that Getting married happily ever after yes soulmate yeah creating a family well that's what it comes down to yeah
1: and you I mean we've obviously had this conversation so that's why I have such a problem with this card is that it just feels as like it just feels dated for me um in terms of what it's expecting of a woman you know it's like and maybe we'll, when next week when we talk about the emperor, we'll have kind of an opposite view there. But it just kind of feels like, look, she's like so happy to be at home and being a mom, and nothing against being a mom. Maybe people, are, you know, people are happy being moms. But I think that there's this idea of like everyone needs to be happy, to, and in order for a woman to be happy, she needs to be a mom. Like, calm yourself.
0: Um. So one of the craziest things I've heard about the tarot. <laughs> is that there's no problems or mistakes with cards. But if you do see one, that it is a signal to let you know that you need, uh, or not you need to, but it's just a signal to let you know that it's something that you have to look at and interpret and see what's going on there. See what I mean?
1: Well, I, so I there mean... You we go. Were... Conversation before of how that seems to be what everyone is always asking me is like when are you going to have a baby when are you going to have a baby and I think that's where my issue with this card came from it's like now it's looking me right in the face and it's like when I'm looking at it and I'm deciding what I want to write down in terms of what I want to talk about it's like oh god this is what everyone's been asking me for years and it's like enough with it already
0: so look- Ashley when are you going to have a baby <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm asking at, all the.
0: Ho- I'm like Larry uh, <laughs> King over here. I'm asking all the hot questions.
1: I'm like. I just feel like I work on so many, you know, new projects and different things, and I try to expand my horizons. That I think that those are often overlooked because it it just feels like a lot of times that um, people think that you can't be like fully satisfied as a woman unless you have a child. Um, and I mean, you know how I am with my dog, so I mean, she's basically my angel my sweet child anyway which i was told it's different but anyway i just that's that's my interpretation and now that you said that i'm like maybe i need to do some self-reflection here and get over that
0: i'm only relaying what i've heard that's all and you know i was like oh this sounds like an example of that so here you go that's oh all. for
1: sure for sure um but yeah and literally- same
0: with me i you know it
1: happens to me too but the two cards together, the Three of Cups and the Empress, when I'm looking at them together and I'm trying to tie them in, I'm like, it literally reminds me of like a bridal shower or a baby shower, right? This woman is sitting there lounging. I would say more of a baby shower, right? And these women are like celebrating her like, yay, look at you. Nothing wrong with baby showers, right? Nothing wrong with bridal showers. But it's just one of those like, I wish, I wish that this was almost like they were celebrating the high priestess. Of celebrating the Empress, um, and I was the one that came up with picking these two cards for today. So there you go. Um,
0: yeah, what's that? So say? okay,
1: let's let's move on and let's talk. I I do want to talk though about the reversal of this card because if we talked about the reversal of the Three of Cups, I want to talk about the reversal of the Empress. Um, and I just feel like this is I'm, I don't know what my problem is like lately in terms of with with these cards, just feeling like. I'm like, oh, wow, this is like me. Um, I said the reversal of this card would be in terms of um, if I'm looking at it not reversed, her being like a nurturer or a mother or someone that's like um, kind of reaping all of the benefits of like the time and energy she put in. I said the reversal would be like neglect or lack of attention to something. Um, So if you're asking this and it comes up in terms of like a career or a relationship, it's like maybe you're not putting the time and attention into something that you should Um, But I also put down since like if I'm saying she's at like the peak of like her childbearing years. I said that it also could be if it was like a personal general reading or something feeling ugly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a reverse of feeling beautiful and bountiful. I have a couple of interesting notes here about this. And I think one you're the last one you're going to find really interesting because it was kind of mind blowing. But the first one is it. In the reverse position, this could represent naivete or naivete. Am I saying that right? Someone that's naive? hmm. <laughs> Can't speak today. So, somebody who's naive, and this because the way she's projecting so confidently, if in a reverse manner, if she was projecting onto the world her own good feelings and her own good intentions and her own good will and manner onto other people into the world she might not see something coming because she just has you know rose colored glasses on so that's one meaning and then the other one is if you think about what this card represents more than any other card in the tarot it represents bounty and overabundance right and what's the opposite of that death oh so I uh, it was I heard that it was one of the greatest representations of death if it comes reversed it could be doesn't mean that's what it means exactly but it could
1: okay but can we say like it also could then mean like desolation and barrenness
0: yeah for sure
1: because I feel like there's such a romantic idea of death sometimes in terms of like something is ending but something new could then be beginning when I think of desolation and, and something that's barren I'm like it's just done
0: yeah definitely or death of a human also human person
1: but there is a you know a romantic thought in terms of desolation or barrenness of like that means that that situation is totally over you know and there's there's nothing that can be reaped from you know going over the same situation over and over and over again
0: it signifies the ending
1: god God, help me look like turning into an optimist god okay So, all right, let's talk a little bit about the number three. So, both of these cards stay the Three of Cups and the Empress. Obviously, the Three of Cups is three. And then the Empress card is numbered three. Um, So, I love talking about how the numbers are kind of relating back to the images on the card, the meaning of the card, um, and what did those numbers mean. And um, I kind of got into it last week in the number two, talking about, like, personality traits, of a three mm-hmm. or a two. So I have that again for this one. Did you have anything for the number three?
0: Why don't you tell me what you had? Because okay. I'm really interested to hear about these personality traits. Because it reminds me a lot of the M- MBTI also kind of.
1: Yeah. Um, and also like the like I said last week, that um, anagram test, if you do that, and which if you wanted to know, I was the number one. Um, duh. Uh, so I said personality is going to... Everything that I was like looking at for this, it was like... Um, very kind of spoiled self-centered it's the the child if you will of like the fertile kind of um you know able to hold on to a lot but like spring back number two and the thoughtful kind of lonely or um uh able to be by themselves number one I said it was they're very communicative they're very very creative they're very um uh they're very, like, charismatic. People really want to be around them. But it's one of those, like, there's no depth to them. It's all kind of superficial. So I said that um, the creativity and the, the, uh, the communication and the charisma, and they're charming and attractive, but it's like if you really want to get to know them, you'll see that there's nothing there because they're incapable of forming those types of relationships because they keep everything very surface level um, as opposed to being more deep. I wrote down perpetual child.
0: Yeah, it goes right back to the child thing you were talking about then.
1: Um, I said that they're also an egotist and they, um, lack direction. And, which I honestly, like, looking at the two cards, I'm like, I'm really confused as to why, um, why that would be the three or the, (laughs) the empress. Like, I'm just like, that doesn't seem like her. Um... I wouldn't say that she's insecure, maybe the reversal of it, but I wouldn't say that she lacks direction. Um, I would say she's charming and attractive. I mean, we know nothing about her personality, though.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, I also wrote that three is commonly <laughs> talking. <about laughs> like, I do not agree with you. Uh, I said three is uh, a prominent number in folklore and mythology, and it's often talking about like the mind, body, soul or birth, life, death, like you were just talking about. Um, So I guess I can see that in perhaps the three of cups card, that being kind of like you were talking about um, the meaning behind the three figures for the empress. uh, Definitely the birth and life. I definitely maybe then could see the death if it was reversed. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I think that, especially if you relate it back to the other cards of the Major Arcana that we covered, or that you have up to this. So if you if you take zero, which is the Fool and the Magician, which is one, add them together, then it's you know just one, and then you add the High Priestess. And as I said before, it's all this male, earthly, masculine energy, and then you add it to the Flood of the High Priestess is two, and then you get three, so from... One you get two and then from one and two you get three, which is the waters your seed, it's mixed with the earth and you get this bounty.
1: I wrote down also that the number three, if we're associating with like um uh like a god or a planet or a sign, I said that it would be associated like with Zeus. Um, which is why I was really confused it was the Empress. I'm like, why wouldn't it be the Emperor? And I also said it would be associated with Sagittarius as a sign, but again i'm just like really confused then as why is it in the major canon like a female card why didn't they put the emperor first
0: well see the theory goes or the the legend or whatever goes that the tarot is actually older than all those gods so they originally were goddesses and then they later were changed to gods
1: you know I totally so. believe that so you
0: see that in Yahweh the word Yahweh is actually feminine and plural or was it yeah one of those <laughs> so it's crazy
1: huh. um well, maybe we'll see a little bit more next week when we're talking about the number four because we're also talking about the Emperor card maybe we'll see and then maybe I'll just in my mind be like they should be flipped.
0: Yeah, well, if you look at the the Thoth deck, which we're going to talk about at the end for both these, they actually face each other. The Empress and the Thoth deck and the Emperor are looking right at each other. Mm-hmm. So it gives you that whole...
1: All right, so let's talk about powers. that deck then, because I'm done talking about the number three.
0: I'm done
1: talking yeah. about the number
0: three. Listen, we're number just, three, like, wow, I'm wow. done with you. Yeah, Okay, so I think that we could do that, and if you look at these um, cards in the know. Thoth deck, we'll talk about the Three of Cups first, because we'll bring it back to... If Remember from last week when we looked at the Two of Cups, it looked like there was these lilies or lotus flowers pouring water into the cups, and here it's the same thing, except there's more. It looks like there's four lilies pouring water out, and then there's lilies actually supporting the cups, so it's, it just represents this really overabundance, like showering with love or pre- attention or praise or whatever this it is. In that word. It's actually abundance. It's right in there.
1: It was so busy for me.
0: Yeah. And
1: I looked at it, I was like, wow. But I am going to point out, um, it's the same colors that are used. Well, very similar to the same colors used at, on the dresses of the women. Except for me, it feels like a lot more like the primary colors here. Like it is a red, yellow, blue.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that.
1: But I was, like, looking when you sent me the picture of it. I was like, what am I even looking at here? There's just so much going on. And, and the was, primary
0: honestly, colors are what are used to create all the colors. So it's another symbol, symbolization yes. of creation.
1: And honestly, I didn't even, at first glance, didn't even see the cups. I was kind of, I had to look for a second, like, where are they? Because even though yeah, red is a the like color, it's just, like, so overshadowed by everything else. Mm-hmm. For me. Um, I love that one, though. I, I love looking at different decks and seeing the different interpretations of the cards.
0: Yeah, especially this deck. It's just it's so right. Let's crazy look at in that, depth. And that, if you look at the Empress, the, um, yeah. <laughs> the Thoth deck, she's actually holding one of these lilies or lotus flowers. So it's a direct callback to these early cups. And the way she's sitting there it's like so all the water that we've been talking about she actually looks like a mermaid so she's in control in this water world yes there's a lot of water creatures you see the swan um and she's also wearing a hat that's similar to what the high priestess was wearing with the orb and it's actually another feminine symbol upside down that orb in that cross if you look at it it's the same thing as that you see in the empress and the rider weight in that little heart
1: I said when I looked at this that um, I think a lot of times the the moon and the, the um, stages of the moon um, are very reflective of femininity just because of like it's cyclical 28 days. Um, and I yeah. see the... I see a majority of, like, I see a waxing crescent. I see a waning crescent. I see a full moon behind her. And if I wanted to look at, like, the orb on her head, I would even say that could potentially be a new moon where you have a majority. I mean, you don't have a first and third quarter there, but, like, you see this kind of cyclical nature, which goes back to her being, like, this ultimate feminine symbol.
0: Yeah, some would say that the original calendars were started by females because they are the ones that were keeping track of their yeah. cycles. Originally, uh, prehistorically, yeah. It's a great callback there in this card, definitely. Yeah,
1: and I love the way she looks because, you know, I have such a thing for mermaids, so I love that her feet look like a mermaid's tail.
0: Yeah, it's great, and then it really represents that abundance that they're going for with everything just looks so fruitful and bright.
1: I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of thrown by this like shield, though, that's on her at her feet it It kind of looks like, um, like a flag of like a European country.
0: Yeah. Like some kind of warrior or something. I think it, it, I think it's kind of a similar to the heart that we see in the rider weight. If you look at the heart with the feminine symbol, Mm -hmm. it might try to represent the same thing. Maybe it's some kind of solid foundation or strong safe foundation, but it's also the same. It is a cup. If you look at it, it just doesn't have the heart top, but they both have the same bottom. They're both a symbol of the cup. I didn't even notice that. That's actually a a good call there on that shield. Mm -hmm. So it's back throwing back to the three of cups again.
1: All right. Do you have any final thoughts?
0: No, I think that's good.
1: Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, this one, I feel very confident in kind of the direction that we took last week. And I think maybe my own personal issues got, got, in the way this week so we'll see next week we're talking about the four of cups and the emperor card so maybe maybe i'll a little bit more My
0: issues were getting in the way this time or something is that (laughs) what you're trying to say
1: do you have any issues i feel like i'm the one that was always airing my own dirty laundry (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we all have issues, so I'm definitely, <laughs> I, I, so I like usually will bring them out when I'm talking about something and it seems like I might be judging. I'm also like, listen, I'm not judging you because I also am. And then I'm like, bang. So, Yeah, I like to relate to people as well. That's kind of what this podcast is all about. And so I guess if you liked what you heard, make sure that you share this podcast around leave us comments leave us messages that's what we love we eat it up if you have any suggestions anything you think we should do or change or any questions just send it send them to us you can email me at brandon at comedy and to find out more you can go to comedy and until next week stay terrible <laughs> Comedy, LOL oh, Podcast Network.